Darling, we've had one hell of a time But the question on everybody's mind Where is the Hello and welcome to Ideas Don't Bleed, a comics podcast presented by Ashcan Press and featuring Matthew Rosenberg and the Supple Boys, Ethan S. Parker, and Griffin Sheridan. This is part two of our discussion with Declan Shalvey. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, we can run down these questions that we have from folks over on uh, ashcanpress.com, ashcanpress.substack.com. This one's from Cleo. Uh, They say, I won't be able to make the stream tonight. Mm, then I don't know if I can read your question, Cleo. Is that I think how we it can. Works? I think we can. I think we, okay. we can. Okay. Yeah. But I wanted to ask Declan, what's the most exciting thing about the upcoming Alien series, and what's the most daunting? Additionally, what's been the best aspect of the Old Dog creative process? It's standing out as one of the coolest books I'm reading right now, and it really feels like a lot of thought is going into it. Um, Thanks, Cleo. Cheers. Uh, I'll answer that first because it's about me. Um, uh, what about you? Well, with that is, um, I'm not actually much of an alien fan. Um, as in my general, I know because I realize alien well, moon knight. You just don't well like most no, of no, the things. No, I just realized because like everyone my generation loves those films. Like yeah, they, yeah. I grew up at that age, and like, and, and I realized like I'm not mad about Alien, but I just know every writer my generation would kill to do this. Um, so that's why I did. It. I took it from them. <laughs> and, no, I, I didn't. I never. I didn't see Alien until I was in my twenties. No, t- maybe thirty. And I didn't see. I saw. I think I saw Aliens first. I saw Alien Resurrection in the cinema, if that counts. But um, that was my first Alien film, so I wasn't mad to watch it. But um, uh, no, I was too scared. Like I said, with two thousand AD, like I'm the I'm the generation that would have been all over that, but I was too scared. Mm-hmm. And the same with like horror films. A lot of the classic eighties films I didn't see till I was in my late twenties because I was too scared. Um, but um, but I, I mean, I just think um, when I got offered, it was um, uh, Sarah Brunstad that offered it, and I just thought there's so many stories you can tell in that world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it and it's it, it. There's so much stuff that like like stuff I would like atmosphere, body horror, things like that that I really enjoy. Uh, working with so I just knew I didn't know what I was going to do but I knew what to have fun um, and I have been having a lot of fun um, the best thing has been well the, the worst thing is when I told some friends of mine I was working on it they lost their minds and they're like you can't mess this up like non-comic <laughs> pe- non-comic book people you know like they yeah. don't like superheroes or anything they'll see the movies but when they found when I told them I was doing Alien they got like weirdly angry <laughs> Like, you cannot mess this up. So I felt a little bit more pressure than I would on anything else. If it was like Avengers, I'd be like, oh, yeah, grand. But no, there's a way. There's actually, the fan base is intense. Um, Did they tell you not to do anything specific? Uh, not to say that I didn't like Alien when I was a kid. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, and do you know what? There's been some interesting licensor notes, which it is, it's not what you'd think. It's just kind of a lot of, um, a lot of weirdly specific stuff that they kind of, you can't really do, but but also weirdly very liberating. Like there's lots of it's, it's the stuff I thought I would have more problem getting approved hasn't been a problem at all. Hmm. But then there's all these small little kind of odd notes that like would come out of nowhere. Like a character should say this. It's a reference to something. I was like, oh, 
okay, that's a bit. So do you know what I mean? It's like the stuff I'm kind of expecting isn't a problem, but there's all this kind of back stuff that yeah, right. Look, like any like any gig, there's always um, there's always uh, you know limitations. Um, getting to write swearing for a Marvel comic that's kind of weird. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, trying to trying to write a really um, dread like dread fueled horror um at marvel is really cool like mm. it's really yeah. cool i think a lot of other people be trying to put that into a superhero book because that's what their real influences are you know yeah. and i'm just getting to do it without having to kind of like um you know trick the editors or anything like that so that's it's really cool like i'm really it feels like i'm writing a movie in a weird way um right. that i wouldn't feel like if i was doing super if i was drawing superheroes or writing superheroes i'd feel like i'm writing comics there's something mm. weird, weirdly kind of filmic about it. Well, clearly because it's based on a film, you don't. <laughs> but, um, but no, I, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. I, no, I was, I was just more kind of nervous about like finding the right artist for the book. Um, mm-hmm. And Andrea, like, uh, I, w- I wasn't familiar with Andrea's work before, but once he's, I, he is such a fan of Alien. Like all the ba- like, if I was drawing this book, I'd make it moody, lots of shadows and stuff like that. But I wouldn't have the tech, the reference, all the clothing. I would have to do a lot of reference work to get that right. Whereas Andre is such a fan, he just has it all kind of down. And once the pages started coming in, I'm like, oh, this actually feels like, you know, it was filmed in the 70s, but it's set in sure. 2000. You know what I mean? That kind of that yeah, feeling, yeah, yeah. rather than a feeling like a very um, clean, um, shiny Marvel comic. You know, I know it is Marvel comics, but I kind of, I just wanted to inject a little bit more of the Dark Horse sensibility in there. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I just love that personally. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, everyone's been yeah, really cool. I, I, it has not been. I figured it was going to be a bit of a headache, but be worth it. But it hasn't really been. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, how many how many C bombs are they throwing around in the book? <laughs> I have you know I haven't tried that one yet. Issue uh, <laughs> three is going to be where I really drop that oh, one. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but um, uh, what was it? Because uh, it's funny, any book, I don't know if you have, you have this experience, Matt, but I remember when I was drawing uh, Injection, there's a scene in the last issue where somebody shows up naked. So, you you know, mm. he's nude. And I remember writing Warren, like, is this like Marvel naked where the shadows are over or naked, naked? Um, and it was like, oh, no, like, yeah, naked. So, you, but I'm, you, I was so trained in the Marvel sensibility that naked yeah. to me still wasn't naked. It was just like, you know. <laughs> Seemed the Jim Lee shadows over a big bulky body, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so, was a question with old dog? Sorry, uh, uh, old what dog. What is the best said. aspect of the creative oh, process? Well, like, can... Just having something from inception to very end. Like nobody else. It's so rare for you to be able to do that. Like no writer will have that experience. You know, mm. that's like the black dark hole inside of Matt. He realizes he'll never have <laughs> that sense of satisfaction. Um, I, but I, no, you know, that's an oversimplification. I have a lot of black dark holes inside. <laughs> I mean, that's just one of them. <laughs> But um, it has been. I mean, the great thing about doing something with images, you can make you can make wide decisions and do kind of mad things. But but being able to have the idea and like just actually just take that thing and carry it right to the very end, to all the creative choices are all done. It's it's there's definitely downsides. It can be stressful and stuff, but uh, it's so satisfying. Like um, mm. uh, I, I'm I'm so proud. No, I, I it's been an amazing experience. Like um. I think I'll feel better when the first arc is done. I can take a breath, but and really like go, yes, that was a brilliant experience, and take out the stress of it. But um, I know I had friends told me for years there's nothing like it, and they were they were all right. Can I ask a stupid question about the book? I can. It's my podcast. Um, <laughs> the 
the cover stock of the paper was that your decision to use like the the thick board stock for the covers yeah probably the smartest because it costs more to print i mean it's it's funny because i i picked them up off the shelves and i was like the first one i picked up was the issue one which was the the sketch cover and so it's on like the sketch it's on a blank sketch cover and then i like opened it and was like there's no normally when you get a sketch cover for a comic they're like the a cover is underneath and the sketch covers just do and this wasn't and i was like that's weird and then i like looked on the shelf and i was like oh they're all like this and and i kind of love it i think it's amazing thanks man (laughs) it it feels it feels like prestige it feels nice it's like uh, going for, i mean i'm trying to trick people into thinking is a prestige book you know sure yeah. um no like you have no idea how, how delighted i am to hear this because i was agonizing over that phrase i'm like this is gonna cost like this is a stupid to spend more money yeah. just to have a cover stock cover but like you know i've seen some boom covers like that i'm like well they probably make enough money and um but like i say i would never do it on time before time because any any profit made on that book, I want that to go to the, the creators. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not going to make a decision that's going to make the book irresponsibly expensive to make. Um, so I wouldn't do that with Old Dog. Though I thought, you know what, there's no one else can get burned here except me. Sure. Um, so if I'm going to be indulgent, now is yeah. the time to be indulgent. And um, I it was worth it when I got when I got the comics. I was yeah. like. Oh, well partly i wanted it to feel a little bit more like a file you know like a you know, oh yeah, you know, yeah. It's a, you know i mean not in a you know part of me thought is oh well, maybe i could get the signs trimmed so it's like it's like don't be just yeah. relax all right um you want to actually be able to pay rent um that'd so be that's, cool that'd be cool as hell though if you got it yeah um but because i remember when we did savage town uh the designer that book uh, and a price she said like oh if we did a gold um uh, emboss like on the gold chain that would be cool to be tacky like the you know like yeah. all the gangsters i was like oh man that would be savage and i talked to image and like it, i that book would have i could have cost like five thousand or something just for yeah, that yeah. small little thing so but you know with those graphic novels i have unstock uh sorry on them um uncoded stock because yeah they would they're not they're not trade collections they're graphic novels so I do want them to feel more graphic novel you know. Mm-hmm. With Old Dog, again, I want I want it to feel like a prestige book because I've never really done this before. So um, that was a choice. I was worried I'd really regret it, but no, I, I love I love the feel of the, the book in my hand. So and, and that's it. I wanted someone to go to stand and pick it up and go, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so but just to know that one person thought that is it makes it worth it, man. And I feel like I feel like things like that are so funny because they're these sort of unsung things in comics that you do where you're just like, I don't know if anyone notices this consciously, but subconsciously they appreciate this. And you just sort of tell yourself that like, they don't realize that this feels nicer and it costs me thousands of dollars, but <laughs> yeah, but they're enjoying it like 2% more because of that. And that's but like, you, you have to have that balance of like, is that much money worth like, sure. is that much satisfaction worth the money? Generally, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in my experience, but, but, you know, I don't know. I feel especially if you're doing an image book, you've got to swing. You've got to swing wild as you can, you know, yeah. to a degree. Otherwise, you're just doing a book another publisher who will tell you you can't do something. So, yeah, yeah. you know, in, in some small way, I try and do something that, like, like even the the double um, the double page um, titles I do every issue, like, that's, that is indulgent as hell. Sure. You know, yeah. but you know what? I'm writing, draw my own book. If I can't be indulgent now, then you know, it'll never happen. And and I, I just, 
I wanted to kind of build a language of the book. You know, yeah. there's going to be an intro page. It's going to be a double pit. Yeah. Uh, it feels, it feels great. Good. You know, I wanted it to have a strong voice, you know, um, that you'll notice, but especially by the time you get to issue three, you'll realize I'm doing it again and again. So, um, but yeah, sorry. Uh, no, rambling there. That's good. That's no, good. Absolutely. Uh, do we want to do another audience question? Yeah. All right. We got one from Dallas Heisler. Uh, who says that they are loving Old Dog, uh, but they have a question about the release schedule. Uh, with so much on your plate, how do you juggle all the commitments? How many sacrifices can you make personal time, and how long can you keep it up? They wanted to know if you've thought about bringing in an artist to make the release schedule more regular, although they are sticking around till the end regardless. I appreciate that. Um, sorry, I didn't catch the name there. I feel like such a, a be terrible Dallas. politician. <laughs> Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah. Oh, man. Cool. It's a cool name. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call myself, I'll start calling myself Dallas. Dallas um, shall we? Uh, uh, good. No, um, sorry. I'll, I'll try to answer the question. The reschedule, I mean, it's a little short, and I apologize. It's all on me. Um, I started this book at a time in my life where I was basically moved across country. There's some personal stuff that took me away from the drawing board, but I had already pulled the pin. Mm. Um, so, so the reschedule is caught up with me. I have, as of now, I have inked page one of issue four. So I am working, oh, on, working on. There you go. It's like a weird, sort of weird satellite. Oh, there's a lady on a bench. And he's punching the guy. Yeah, you know, it's this, comics. This is how I want to read the book from now on. I want you to just tell me that, do that. Yeah, I'm going to start bringing that. Yeah, bring back um, creator commentaries. But um, so, no, so yeah, I'm working the book. Basically, I just have to take a publishing hi- hiatus. It's back. Um, what month's the next solicitations? May, is it? May. May. I should always know this. I never do. Um, yeah, May. It'll be back. Issue four will be in May. Um, I don't know what to do. I think I should like try to do a press release or something just to let people know. So I don't, I don't want anyone to think the book's gone because it's not. Um, yeah. It's just the scheduling caught up on me. Um, and I, I'm not handing it to somebody else. I just don't want to do that. Like, it defeats the sure. whole point of doing the book, you know? Sure. Um, so yeah, it'll go as far as issue six, is issue six. And then the first, I'm calling them Red Axe um, mm. so that I can kind of come back to them anytime I want and do a new that basically kind of do them like mini series like hellboy is kind of mm-hmm. how it felt like yeah, it. Right. I, just, I, I just know i can't do 12 issues in a year anymore but i could do six good issues so i don't like making people waste the plan was to do six in a row and then take a break and then release the next six monthly but um uh a bit off more than i can chew because it is a lot of work um I just feel like I just did a pity party here. Um, but no, it, yeah, it'll be back in March. And because I'm working on it now, I'm not doing anything else. Um, oh, sorry, that's not true at all. I am, I'm doing Alien. <laughs> but, uh, but that ties into his question. It is a tough balance yeah. managing it all. More so, I just realized I can't do more than a certain amount of covers a month. Otherwise, in my head, a cover takes a day, but really it takes three days. And three mm. days is most of a work week. And if I'm not squeezing them into weekends, then that is a work weekend. So I just, you know, someone says, do you want to do a, what's it? what am I doing now? Like I'm doing a Daredevil cover. I was just offered one. Like I, I can't turn that down because I suck. Um, <laughs> but it means, it means I have to turn something else down, you know? So I just have to be more careful with that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a constant, I mean, I don't know how it is for you. Like my problem is um, I put off writing because it's more easier, it's way easier to draw like I uh-huh. could just sit down and draw any time. Writing, I need to kind of like mentally get there. Yeah, yeah get down and, and like really concentrate on what I'm doing. And that's what I don't concentrate. But I, 
there's a certain kind of like um, gear I can go into drawing wise where I'm relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> when I'm trying to write, sometimes I will um, I'll distract myself by going, you know what? I need to do the layout for that, that cover. Definitely need to get that layout done. I'll go do that now and go yeah. back to it later. So it's it's tough, but I just have to schedule myself. I I um I just have notes on my phone and I just write down everything I need to do, who I need to email back each hour of the day and just try hit that. I'll never get it all done, but I'll find I get like seventy percent of it done. And mm-hmm. but if I didn't have that list, I yeah. get two things done, you know. And, <laughs> but it is hard. So but and, and also like I have an editor, Heather Antos, that is my editor, my creator and stuff, and you know time before time like tickle tricks by right you know as it's supposed to everything is the deadline and uh, because everybody else is doing their job um old dog is just tougher for me because i'm just like i said i'm trying to put everything i can into it until it goes to the printer um so i mean my 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 feeling always on that stuff and obviously i'm coming from a sort of biased place because i'm a comic creator but like nobody likes delays in books no one likes delays in schedules it's not a fun thing to happen but at the end of the day if the book feels like that time was well spent i'm always Mm. happy for it because the final product being good and old dog feels like a real labor of love like it really feels like a book that you're putting your all into and so that's the kind of thing you know that i i i would hope your audience and and i mean dallas in his question seems very on board all the way um that's that's i mean i hope hope that's my bread and butter like because people because i look like i look I don't mind waiting for stuff. I've never been, when you're from the west of Ireland, like you just have to, <laughs> you just gotta wait. You know, yeah. you say you, something's supposed to come, it does nothing come with it. So I'm used to that, but I know I'm not every every sure. reader, and, yeah. and I, there's nothing wrong with a reader expecting the book to come out when you no. said it would. Um, so that's why I have a hell of a lot of kind of um, Irish Catholic guilt uh, making me feel bad about it. But I do know, like I know it's going to be the best thing I've done once I finish this first mm-hmm. arc. Mm. So I'm not going to, that'll be that, but I just, um, I just don't like, I don't like saying I'll do something and not doing it. Just, sure. Absolutely. Sure. Rosenberg, do so, you keep a task list? Because oh you do God, so yeah. much, but you seem so chaotic. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Uh, it is, I have a task list, uh-huh. task list that is uh, chaotic as hell. Uh-huh. Um, let, let me glance at it. Let me glance at it right now. Um, where's my to-do? Oh yeah, <laughs> forty nine things I have to do this week. Oh um, shit! Uh, yeah, it sucks. They don't all get done. Um, yeah, I mean, I tried for a long time. Like, I didn't. I didn't have a calendar. I didn't. Right. I didn't keep a calendar. I didn't keep a task list. And I was like, it's all up here. And so my brain is very good at that. But it hit a point where it was just not yeah. functioning. I would, I would say, in in like um, in complete contrast to what I just said, I did make a kind of a change life wise in the last year that like. Um, you know, the work's not going anywhere. And mm-hmm. if a life thing comes up, do that. Because I yeah. spent 10 or so years pushing every life thing to the side. Right. Sure. Not all the time, but to a large degree, in order to get to where I am today, to to build my way up the ranks of comics hierarchy or whatever it is. <laughs> um, and, you know, what was the point of doing that if I can't, like, enjoy it a bit more, yeah, yeah. you know? So, so I will say, while I, I know I feel like shit about the old dog stuff, um, I also know that I'm better in my life at the moment for mm-hmm. taking a few more, a few breaths where before I would be holding my breath and diving back in. So I think I've got a bit better, better balance. And, you know, I feel like I'll have, I think, I, like I said, I felt like Moon Knight was a thing. I'll not the, 
oh no, this is going to be a thing that everybody talks about from now on, but I, I think I will feel like it's the best thing I've done. Mm-hmm. And I think I was, when the pandemic hit, I was kind of thinking like, what's the last thing I've done that I'm really proud of? And it had been a few years, mm-hmm. you know, not really the joint thing I worked on, but like the thing that I would, would like to have on my shelf, I realized it's been two or three years since I had something I'm really, yeah. it was like the Punish book I did never came out. And, yeah. you know, I was kind of doing one shots here and there. And I realized I, I need to kind of I read do something. Book. I read some of the Punisher book. It was really good. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I probably shouldn't say that I read it, but I read. Was there two? There was two issues done, I think. Right? Four. There was oh, four. Wow. Uh, I maybe yeah, there was only was, there was only one left to do. Uh, I had written it, but I hadn't drawn it. Yeah. And no, look, I'm not I'm not yeah. super bitter about it. Like I would love like the issue, the book to come out and everything, but it's you know it's, it's Marvel great book. and yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've, I think it was like, but um, I. Uh, but yeah, when you work on a book for you do force the book and it doesn't come out, it kind of makes you think, well, what do I really want to do? So I'm, I'm glad I'm doing it with Old Dog, and I think I you know I, I, I'd like to do a Marvel thing again. I'd like to write and draw a Marvel thing or a DC thing or whatever. That I'd love to be able to do balance between both, and I'm actually quite lucky. I'm in a place where I kind of can. Yeah. Um, mm. But just for me, I just really want to get Old Dog uh, done and just take a breath after that. But. Um, I do apologize for so there is basically a, a publishing break from now to May. Uh, I don't know. I, I need to let people know about that. So we just did. Sure. Everybody knows. Yeah, now that. everybody knows. Everybody knows that. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, but it is it is coming. Like I just I've, I I don't have to say it's all written, but we I've just already admitted that it isn't written. But I am writing it. Um, but no, I have to finish it. Like I just it's it's I can't do anything else until I finish this. Yeah. Well, talking about writing Old Dog, this next question from David is about that. And he asks, how far ahead is Old Dog outlined? Do you have a certain number of arcs in mind with an eventual eventual conclusion? Or is it more open-ended? Thanks. It's it's not open-ended. I know exactly where I'll end it. Um, I know where this arc ends. And... Like so, I always knew that, and I know where the overall series will end. So it'll definitely be more than than one arc. Just being totally honest, it really depends how well the book does. Um, I don't know if I'm going to need to wrap it up in the next arc. Ideally, I'd like to do, I'd like to do three arcs. But you know what? The more I've worked in the book, the more space I can see to kind of like play out some long stories. And because mm-hmm. you know, I want it to be. I'm like, I'm sure you can tell. It's it's written to be episodic. You know, every issue, I wanted to feel like a new issue one, but there is a slower backstory that's kind of coming in. And um, it's like with Time Before Time, um, we did the first arc, we didn't know if we'd make it to issue, you know, mm-hmm. via past issue five. Then when we did, we knew where we wanted the series to end. And then we kind of were, were it'll, it'll be, the book was going to wrap up by the end of this year. And we're writing kind of the last issues now, but we got, we got, we're, we're landing at where we wanted it to, thankfully. Mm-hmm. We, we yeah. might have just had ended issue five. And with Old Dog, I'll definitely do a second arc. I just don't know if I'll have to wrap it up in that arc or if I can mm-hmm. kind of keep going. Mm-hmm. What sure. I'd love to do is just be able to kind of come back and do a new arc and until I know when I want to... I, I know the very last... I know the very end of the book. Um, um, uh, yeah, it'll... It'll be really, really... I'll definitely get there, sorry. I'm, I'm just thinking about it actually coming out. Um, uh, <laughs> Tell us what the very end out. is. So yeah, what happened? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, what it is really is the runway. Um, I don't know how the... I don't know the issues are okay. I don't know how the book... The, 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 uh, these are all boring 
stuff that me and Matt would talk about for fucking hours. Like, you know, uh, I don't think anyone else really cares. What kind of cover are you going to put on the trade? Have you thought about that? Is it going to be thick? Uh, are you going to do a hard cover? No, no, no. But, yeah, but no, no, because I wanted to make money. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to do, well, we put this way, I'd love to do a hard cover. Like, say, time before time, I don't know if we'll, if the book can make it to hardcover, you know, mm-hmm. uh, something like Gold Dog, I would do because I'm just that vain. Um, sure. <laughs> but it depends on when the book's finished. When the book's finished, I'll probably do things like that. But um, it's definitely going to be two arcs, at least. Um, three was what I was thinking. But the more I've worked on the book, I just think there's so much fun stuff I could do with it, you know. But then again, mm-hmm. there's other things I'd like to do, too. So um, I, I'm... I feel like I didn't really answer this question. I'm just stuttering and mumbling. But um, and it's definitely going to be one more arc. But I, I'd love to go on. And it depends if the book se- keeps if the book sells well. Then sure. I know I'll be able to do that without being the poorhouse, basically. Because that's the mm-hmm. other thing as well. It's just me, so I literally do need to be able to live to get out to to, mm-hmm. to do the book. Sweet. We have um, we have one question over here in the YouTube chat uh, from Scott Carpenter. Uh, I'd also be remiss if I didn't bring up our friend Ryan Michael here in the chat saying what's up and that you guys uh, cross paths in uh, New York for New York Comic Con. Uh, but Scott it has a question for you saying, when did you know Marvel was going to use Mr. Knight in Moon Knight? Brian Hitch just tweeted that he didn't know about the Authority movie. Uh, the movie is probably years from production, but still. Do you know ahead of time? No. No, I found out I found out Marvel announced a phase thing. Mm-hmm. Um when Moon Knight was announced, that's when I found out. Um but I noticed that they used the same logo that me and Jordy designed for the book. The kind of moon right. with the, yeah. the crescent moon for the for the O. So that's the only reason I thought there might be anything, but I mean that was four years ago whenever that, that was. Um and I didn't know Mr. Knight was going to be in it, I knew about two weeks beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. And the only reason I knew is because there was somebody who worked in Marvel production studios who offered me um, an illustration gig for the style guide. So oh, in order for me to draw it, he gave me access to, um, uh, I was given access to production stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, was, so I saw a shot of Oscar Isaac in the, in the big <laughs> suit. And then I saw mm-hmm. somebody with their sleeves rolled up. I was like, what the hell? And I looked and it was the Mr. Knight suit with the roll of sleeves. And and I'd, I'd gone to a stage where like, I don't like taking credit for stuff that has nothing to do with me. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when you see Kanchu and the skull, I was like, yeah, I designed a skull, but the costume's not what I designed. And, you know, but then when I saw the roll of sleeves, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> a run because it's a very specific issue that happened in, you know? Um, right. So, yeah, but that was, I'd say that was two weeks before that photo was online. The still photo line. So I knew just before, but it had nothing to do with like, it wasn't like an official notice or anything like that. It just happened that yeah. somebody who worked in the studios was a fan of mine and hired me to do a piece of art. That was it. That's pretty sweet. That's sweet. We did. We did have one more pop in real quick mm-hmm. uh, in the chat. Leandro Damasino. I don't know how to say that. Sorry. It says, I love time before time. How was it to work in that configuration with a writer partner and quote multiple artists? Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, great to know people's reading it um that well so i knew rory mcconville was a really good writer i've known him years and years and years and he was writing for 2018 and i knew he wanted to break in um i think i sent him to matt one time and matt was just like out of my face um <laughs> but i'm better than that you know um, <laughs> that didn't happen uh, no no it's not, it's not. um but uh, but no he was great i just you know i, I i'm kind of 
I would be known for supporting artists and like helping artists out, but like right, you know, trying to bring in as writer is is bloody tough. Um, uh, so you know, like to help whoever I can. But um, I had just done Bog Bodies and I was a bit burnt out. I knew I wanted to do a new creator on book, but I was a little burnt out. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know, the two of us could probably do something together. You know, whereas I'm known and could probably get a book approved. And like, if you were able to do a lot of the kind of like heavy lifting there's something we could do together so that was time for time and um joe palmer had finished drawing the graphic novel he was doing called um rise in blood so joe just kind of kept came over on the book uh, and yeah we brought it out but then after a year joe i think was just a bit burnt out um he hadn't really done monthly comics at that speed before so which we didn't want i mean i didn't want him to go but because his stuff is so cool and interesting and really mm-hmm. created the whole look of the book um but you know I was going to do a book that I was writing and drawing. I couldn't tell him he couldn't do this. That's what he wants to do. He's, he's working his own book now. I couldn't go like, mm-hmm. no, you can't do that. Because <laughs> I was doing it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so then we kind of scrambled over like, oh, we try to find someone to replace him totally. And we realized, you know what, since we're hopping around different time zones, it kind of actually would make sense to use different artists. So that's been fun because we had Eric Zawadzki on and Ron Salas and um, Jorge um, Coelho now. Who, oh, my God, the pages are real. Yeah, they're killing Unreal. Uh, he's so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did, did he, it wasn't your Rock of Raccoon he drew, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Fuck. Why? I, I don't get why he's not no, a he's sensation. A like, he's, he's unreal. A, he's a genius. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah, now we have a, we have we have somebody lined up to do the last um, one. Plus, we've done little one-shots mm-hmm. where different people have drawn drawn one-shot stories, including myself. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's been uh, our, our whole load of fun. Um but a lot of it was, yeah, it was just me and Rory bouncing stuff back and forth. And uh, it's been, I, I really wanted to write. I don't know if you had this problem, Matt, but, you know, even at Marvel or DC, you don't know how long a book's going to be. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, not back in the day where you'd be on a book and it could be five, seven years, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now what I wanted to do is kind of come up with something where I could dig in because everything I've done was like a short story, a graphic novel. And we've got to do that now. So it'll be it'll be like five books, six books by the time That's it's awesome. done. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. really, it's, it's good. It took a lot to get there and I don't, I'm not sure how much I'd want it. If I was doing another creator run book right now, I don't think I'd do an ongoing, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. Um, Old Dog's different because it's all me, but I I don't think I could really promise somebody a book's going to do well past five issues anymore um, yeah. in the current in the current market. It's all, um, so it's, I'm really glad. I feel like we Time Before Time came out just the right time that we're yeah. able to just stick the landing at, at five, six trades. Yeah, it's also hard. Like we did when me and Tyler finished Four Kids, like we were our our whole edict to ourselves was like try and challenge ourselves to do things we're not comfortable with like try and make our next book something where it doesn't feel like we're resting on past accomplishments or in our comfort zone and tyler's first thing when i said that was like our edict for the book is he was like let's go ongoing and i was like oh fuck like <laughs> that's not a good idea and i tried to talk him out of it and then he was like no no let's do it and then you know i remember there was a point at issue 5 where he was just like man I'm going to be on this for a really long time. Aren't I? And I was like, yeah, two and a half more years. And he was like, okay. But then like, it, you know, the, it's so hard to like keep the excitement going because like comics is so built on fast and, and quick turnover and new ideas and you get excited about new things. And yeah, like we have issue 20, 20, 20, 20 out last two weeks ago. That's awesome. I can't believe we got to 20 issues. It's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, but it's It's brilliant. I'm so I'm so glad of like actually it's the longest because <laughs> injection we won't got as far as three uh, arcs so like 
this is technically the longest image book I've ever done. Yeah, I didn't, didn't draw it's, it. I did the covers, but that's it, like drawing wise. It's funny you talk about Rory's contribution to the book because um, I was working on a time travel book. Like I had an idea, and I still want to do it, but I had an idea that I was like really grinding on and like was very excited about. And you, I remember you emailed me and were like, "Hey man, do you want to check out my new book?" And uh, <laughs> you're like, "It's a time travel book," and I was like my book's going to be better than Declan's book. I don't have to worry about it. And then I read it and I was like, fuck, this is so much like, there's so much stuff in here. That's so much smarter than anything I had. The, the thing that, the thing that fucked me up was the, the moment when the, the, they're like, yeah, he got captured. And then he's like, Oh, we have to go get him. And they're like, no, he's back. And then you have the hard cut to him back. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's old. And I just like, my jaw dropped at that moment. I was like, that's such a smart, it's it's so obviously right in front of you but like it still isn't and like it makes perfect sense but it's a total gut punch moment and i was like okay i'm just gonna close this time travel thing for a little bit and sit on it and then i was like fucking declan just and i was like no it's probably rory that's how i that's how, that's how i felt myself i was like I was no, you were you were it was a good instinct you were right and yeah. um, no it's uh, no, i, I love the book I, I was what was worried about that book was like is it going to be like a battle back and forth or how, cause I've never co-written something with someone sure. before, but I talked to two different co-writing teams, one of which basically wrote 50, 50 mm-hmm. and the other, basically they, um, pretty big writers. And I didn't realize that like one, basically they kind of like had a conversation with each other and then one kind of like wrote the script and the other one kind of would go over the script. And I thought the proper way to do it was a 50, 50, but the people that I talked to said, actually it was really tough because yeah, yeah. you're writing two different books and you're trying to like shove them together. Sure. Whereas the other way was a lot more natural because you can just basically break the story and, you know, I wouldn't say Roy's the monkey work is in like, he's just doing the hard work, but he's doing the time digging in more. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the really good dialogue is him and, you know, um, and then I'll come in, like we kind of say like, some sites like and have some pages for me to write. And then he'll kind of, it's probably more work than just doing a book on your own. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we bet we both get to do a book that we both like together which is i like that way and i think it would have been way way harder to do it the other way the way i thought was the proper way to do it yeah, yeah. um and i loved like I, i'd hop on a call with rory where we're breaking out down the next arc and like be so buzzed after it but i don't need to sit down and do all the scripts so that's pretty, that's pretty... so that's your dream project basically dream project so i know i don't i don't mean to 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 downplay like i i I made the commitment that I wanted to write pages for every issue, but I also didn't want to get in the way because because I'm doing so much other stuff. I don't want Rory waiting on me either. Yeah. So it's a balance of like getting out of his way, but making sure I'm kind of like, yeah. The, but like I switched the credits after in the third arc where his name is before mine now because at that stage he was doing more work than I was, and I didn't want to. As much as I am a glory hog, I didn't. Sure. <laughs> I didn't. I, I had enough glory at that stage. I could let some go. Yeah, that's fair. It's worth pointing out that Leandro said, John Suntress massacres my last t- name every time, Ethan. You did very good. Take that, Suntress, <laughs> you yeah. son of a bitch. Famously or nice su- guy. <laughs> or Suintres. Su- su- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, this is a better uh, podcast. You know, I was on his podcast yesterday. I'm going to say that it's that. not. But yeah. I'm going to say that it's not. Uh, okay. Declan's a better guest <laughs> than I am. But Okay. Uh, <laughs> Do we have any more questions or are we going to wrap it up? I feel like that's it. We do have to pick a best question because sponsor of the show, Mm, Third Eye Comics, is going to send out some cool stuff to whoever we think has the best question. Yeah. I got to say Cleo is my vote. That was my vote too. I agree. Great. 
What was Cleo's one again? About aliens. Oh, yeah. yeah, The very dense question, you know, what's great, what's bad about writing Alien, and also... I I would say, what I haven't said in the press so far, or I think, which I think is the clincher, like, for for me, Alien, it's uh, basically, it's Aliens meets the thing. Mm -hmm. There you go. So, that doesn't get you interested. Nothing will. I feel like those three things have probably already met before, but... I love it. I'm in. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'm super excited for you to write Alien. I, I can't, I can't quite wrap my head around what it's going to be, and that gets me excited always when I think. Yeah, no, it's. I, don't I, I mean, I, 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 once it's coming out, I'll be terrified because, like I said, every person I know would probably want to write, probably wants to write that book, and um, uh, the Blue try doing the rest of development thing. Him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know what? I, there's plenty of times I've looked at books and gone him, so I could be that guy for once. Have you talked to <laughs> Phil Kennedy Johnson or, or Brisson? No, no, about... I met him briefly in New York Comic Con and we kind of meant to have a chat, but um, it's, uh, I don't know, like he's leaving the book, so I don't sure, think you yeah. want to talk about it. Um, he's think... uh, written Superman, so I'm sure he's busy. Um, but no, he was really nice, like, and he, he said it was, he was a perfect gentleman. I, I would have liked to have talked to him at the, at the show, but um, yeah. uh, it's more working with Sarah um, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, like the restrictions I thought I'd have haven't been there, so it's um, yeah. pretty wide open actually. Like, um, it's really, yeah, it's really fun. You, you'd, you'd enjoy it, Matt. Oh yeah, okay. Well, they didn't offer it to me. You'd like writing it sometimes. <laughs> I worked with I worked with Sarah. I love working with Sarah. Uh, she was my editor on Secret Warriors, and and she's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, but I guess the feeling's not mutual because she gave. The book. <laughs> well, she asked, oh, she asked me, buddy. I don't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I was honestly, I was, I was kind of flabbergasted to be offered because didn't. I wouldn't have thought anyone. I just I was surprised, more surprised than anybody else's. I'd say, but yeah. um, but like when a cool opportunity comes your way, you know, you know, grab it both horns. And I just I just really hope we do a good book. That's what I'm trying to do. A really cool book. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. You've been doing nothing but awesome books for the past really long time. So I'm sure it'll be great, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. Took you this long to tell me. Yeah, well, <laughs> we have to have one moment of sincerity, and then we'll like okay. revisit that in like five years, and I'll say something right. else nice again. <laughs> five years? No, I, you know, I'm a big fan. I don't know if I've ever told you that, but I'm a big yeah. fan. <laughs> it's it's that news to me. Yeah, there you go. I guess that's it. That's is the that the end of the show? That's the show. Yeah, that's the that's end of the show. What does, what does Cleo get? Uh, we don't know. We we, don't know. we we let Third Eye pick a prize, and they send it okay. out. and And I sort of thought when people got their prizes, they'd be like, "I got this thing, and it's cool." And then I'd find out what it was, but no one's done that. No one's told me what they got. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, so I don't know. Tell us. Let us uh, know. Well, yeah. I mean, I could. Yeah. One, Cleo, and you. Well, we need your address, but also when you get your thing, tell us. But Third so Eye, Cleo, was, Cleo wasn't watching, so he doesn't even know he's gotten it. Yeah, Cleo doesn't know. He or she, if, Cleo, the, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know what Cleo's getting. Cleo doesn't know that they're getting something at all. <laughs> it's a great big mystery. Only Third Eye knows. Uh, and that's, you know, maybe the way it's meant to be. But Declan, this has been awesome. Super fun having you on the oh, show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And that brings us to the end of part two of our discussion with Declan Shelby. Make sure to check out Old Dog as well as everything else Declan is working on by giving him a follow on Twitter at Declan Shalvey and subscribing to his newsletter at DeclanShalvey.com. To get the latest episodes of this podcast as well as news, giveaways, and even comics delivered straight to your inbox, go to AshcanPress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll be back next week with another wonderful guest. And in the meantime, you can write to us at IdeasDon'tBleedPod at gmail.com or tweet to Matthew Rosenberg at AshcanPress on Twitter 
me at Tales to Astonish, or Griffin at Griff Sheridan. We'll include some of your correspondence on the show, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And big thanks to Summer People for our theme song, Where's the Poison? Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Where is the poison?